Hey y'all, this is your favorite co-host, Relaxa. I am so excited. We are going to have a great night tonight just digesting. This is another episode of Falling Asleep to Shakespeare. And I'm just, you know, we got to have a great time, y'all, right? So, so here, let me, ju- let me just let you know what we got planned tonight. The main thing that we are, we're going to be talking about is just like the themes in Shakespeare's soliloquy in the end of A Midsummer Night's Dream. And I just picked this one because, you know, I, I re- first of all, I love sleeping. So any title that, you know, has sleep or dream in it, you know, I'm all for that. You know, <laughs> you get me, girl. And... So I just really like that, but I just thought that this was very interesting and something that that could really be interpreted interestingly. But you know what? I promise you are going to want to be snoring by the end of this. Um, I'm excited to talk about it with you all and tell me what we have figured out. And, you know, we're going to have a little slew of co-hosts and or a guest. Guests, sorry about that. Guests coming on the show. And I'm just excited. So maybe what we should do first is just roll the clip and then we can talk about it. If we shadows have offended, think but this and all is mended. That you have but slumbered here while these visions did appear. And this weak and idle theme. No more yielding, but a dream. Gentles, do not reprehend. If you pardon, we will mend. And as I am an honest puck, if we have an end luck, now to escape the serpent's tongue, we will make amends ere long. Else of Pocaliacal. So, good night unto you all. Give me your hands, if we be friends, and robins shall restore amends. Don't you just love that, y'all? Like, I love that actor's voice, you know? It just sounds like so sweet like honey. Now, let's talk about the content of this. So it seems like half of what he's saying, honestly, is just him saying, like, y'all, if you are annoyed or bothered by this show, just just quit. Like, just pretend it was a dream. Like, you don't e- you don't even have to, you know bake bread over it or whatever the the saying is you know about losing tears or or what it whatever it is you know uh, but but i think it, i think it really is interesting to think about um what the themes in this are because on the one hand there seems to be an overarching theme of reconciliation um but you know what don't let me speak about it let me let me call in our guest today who's an expert in Shakespeare and hopefully can help us to understand this a little bit better. All right, we have Rodney Sickle on the show with us. Welcome, Rodney, to Falling Asleep with Shakespeare. Um, tell us what your thoughts about about this theme. Uh, well, Relaxer, thank you so much for having me. Um, you are absolutely right that there is this theme of reconciliation in this thing by Puck. A beautiful, beautiful soliloquy, you know, placed right at the end of A Midsummer Night's Dream. And I just, re- I just really want to talk about the that theme of reconciliation. You know, throughout the play, Puck is 
is known as a very mischievous character, and he likes to, you know, play little tricks here and there, but but really delights in the confusion of other people. In fact, when King Oberon asked Puck to put a potion on an individual in order to make a certain outcome come out of his wife, Puck accidentally, or, you know, is it accidental or is it not, puts that potion on a different person, an unsuspecting human. And then there's this whole string of drama, and all these people fall in love with who they weren't in love with before, and, and it's kind of crazy, but, you know, Puck is just having his jolly good time with it. So, it just calls into question, is is this theme of reconciliation in the end, where Puck is asking for people to forgive, is it, is that even legit, you know, <laughs> the young kids say? Um, well, let's talk first a little bit about Puck. He, he actually goes by two different names. One is Puck, and one is Robin Goodfellow. So, Puck even addresses himself by these two names in this final soliloquy, which, you know, when people have two different names, kind of kind of goes with two different natures, two different types of personality or people within. So, you know, is he two-faced? Well, I mean, he has two names. So, it's reasonable to come to a conclusion that, that maybe Puck isn't quite so sincere, but, you know, it, it's definitely something to think about. Excuse me, sorry, sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I actually have another guest coming on. But those are some very good thoughts. And, you know what, y'all? I'm just... I I think that was very, very interesting, Rodney. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Now, oh, we actually have a new guest um, coming on to tell us a little bit more about Puck, um, who's, you know, as we just heard, a pretty interesting character, um, and, like, like, should we trust Puck, um, and maybe, maybe if we learn a little bit more about the context of this, it will help us understand, do we trust Puck, um, so Felicia from Hollywood is coming on, she's got a PhD, and Puck soliloquies, a really, really interesting girl. Um, welcome, Felicia. Hey, all. It's Felicia in the house. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make fun of you like that. <laughs> well, actually, I, so first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be on here. Obviously, I know everything about this because of my PhD. So, I know you were asking the question if we can trust Puck. And, honestly, it's kind of up for interpretation. But the other question you had is about the context. So, let me go into that a little bit. So, as far as the context go, this is stationed at the very end of A Midsummer Night's Dream. And Puck... Is, I mean, a soliloquy means it's, you know, one person on stage, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you know that. But he's by himself just talking to the audience. And this is at the very end. Like, these these last words, and Robin Taylor's story amends, like, those last words are the last words of the soliloquy. 
So, or of the whole entire play, that's what I mean. Um, and so he's standing there on stage with a broom. And the broom is actually very, very interesting because what does a broom signify? Well, you know, a broom would signify kind of cleaning up. So what Puck is doing here is he's kind of cleaning up from what happened in the play because there was like a lot of love that was happening that was kind of crazy and there were potions and fairies. And so he's there to just like clean up any yucky feelings the audience might have at the end of the show. So he's just he just standing there um trying to say, you know guys, if if we offended you, I'll fix it. But you know, there's also this whole thing where Puck has like these two natures and so it's hard to know if Puck is actually saying he's gonna fix it. But the other thing too is since it's at the end of the show, you don't really know what it would even look like for him to fix it. So it's kind of a cop-out answer, honestly. And that's just, you know, in my professional opinion. Absolutely. That that was very good. Thank you so much, Felicia, for coming on. That that really just helped me think about it more. Very, very interesting. So, let me ask a question to you all. Do we trust Puck? Is what he's saying a little far-fetched? Would he even clean things up? Or is it a cop-out answer? Well, you'll have to tune in next time to Fallen Asleep with Shakespeare. I hope you're asleep now. Nighty-night.